Welcome back to Cinema Trip Reviews. This week it's just me. Um, I'm reviewing Fear Street 1994. It is part one of the trilogy of Fear Street movies that are coming out here over the coming weeks. Uh, this week it was part one, which was 1994. Next week, uh, part two comes out, which is Fear Street 1978. And then the following week, I think it's Fear Street part three, which is 1666, which is going way back in the day to kind of tell a story about what's going on, kind of the backstory of what's going on. Um, before we kind of hop right into it, Fear Street is created by R.L. Stein, who created the Goosebumps books. Uh, he created Fear Street as pretty much a more adult, book than what goosebumps is it's made for older kids teenagers there's a lot of more adult themes um i haven't really read into them too much i mean i i've read the goosebumps books growing up i never really got into fear street though i do remember them being out though um but yeah that's what these these movies are kind of based around i mean i don't it's not based off any specific story from the books it's kind of its own thing um but i mean we'll kind of hop right into it uh i mean this movie is very much like a 90s horror movie. Um, a lot of it reminds me of Scream, to be honest. The, the first, I want to say half hour of the movie is a lot like Scream, the original Wes Craven movie, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because, I mean, from what I understand, all of these, all three of these movies are going to be pulling references from older horror movies, um, which is kind of be pretty cool because i mean the first scene that you see is like in the mall and you know that's like the lady that's closing up her her store um her her buddy that works in another store in the mall calls her and then it kind of hangs up quick and you're like oh what's going on what's what's happening here um and then she you know you start getting stalked by it looks like a ghost face you know if if you just replace the skeleton mask with the ghost face it would look exactly the same and has like the same robe with the hood on it and everything um, so it was a lot like Scream in that aspect, even just getting the call, you know, even though it was a quick little scene that happened. Um, but I mean, as he's chasing her like throughout her own store, there's a part where she's kind of like walking, like looking around for him and, you know, and he's kind of zipping back through. You can kind of see him run by, uh, which it happens a lot in Scream. Um, and there is a specific scene in general in the beginning um, when she's sitting there and it shows all like the, the skeleton masks lined up and she's kind of walking by them. It reminds me a lot of, I think it was Scream 3, um, when they're dealing with like the, the making of the one movie, Stab, and the one chick's getting chased and she's in like the costume department and it's just nothing but the Scream, like the ghost face outfits that she's walking through. And then like, you know, the real ghost face steps out from the rack of all the costumes kind of the same thing that happened here she's walking along the row of all the skeleton mask costumes and everything and then of course the last one she walks by is the killer that chases him out um and you know you know basic slasher she gets chased you know for a while and then ends up catching her ends up stabbing her and then she removes a mask and it was her friend she was talking to on the phone. Her friend that was waiting for her to get off work and everything. So it was like, oh, that's kind of odd. And then he gets shot in the head. Cops get there, of course, a little, just a little too late. Um, but basically the main story, we're not going to like go into a, a full dive of the movie because there really isn't too much that happens as far as story. So the basic plot is uh, the, the main girl, she recently broke up with her girlfriend who moved away and all that and there's a there's you find out quickly there's a big town rivalry between the two neighboring towns 
and after the murder uh the other town kind of holds like a vigil before a football game or whatever uh for that the killed student and everything and then like the the town that throws the vigil for him you get the douche jocks that are in like every slasher movie or every like 80s movie or 90s movie you know that are saying like good riddance he's from this town which is like what's the difference between the town obviously the only really difference that they show you is like the, the the town that's that hates them is just more stuck up and preppy and you know i don't know if they're rich kids or what but it is what it is uh but that ensues a fight they start a fight and you know as the bus is taking the kids back to their their hometown uh the douche jock um is dating you know dina's ex-girlfriend you know which isn't a big deal it is a, it is what it is so i mean they had a big fight i'm i am not a big fan of the main character in this movie dina she is so selfish <laughs> in this whole movie she's so selfish so self-centered and she ends up like getting all of her friends hurt in the meantime um but i'm gonna i'm not gonna try to give spoilers away kind of till the very end of this video so i mean that just kind of starts the ball rolling you know they mess with each other they end up getting in a crash and then you know they kind of find the the burial of like where the witch like that the, you know like the old folklore of the town you know the old uh the tale that goes around the town is that you know there's a witch and you know there's all these murders that are just plaguing this town over all these years and they don't know what's going on why it's happening it normally ends up seeming like it's a, a person in a skeleton mask um so i mean that's kind of kicks it off the one dina's girlfriend ends up getting like the visions of the witch and everything and then from there on out it just kind of starts getting hectic where they start running into the killer you know they start running into the killer and then they kind of have to figure out how to stop these killers and how to you know get away and what's going on within the town itself um and it involves her brother you know her brother's part of the little ragtag group that they have his name is josh um and then you have simon which is probably one of my favorite characters in the movie blonde hair dude he's pretty funny um and then you, of course you have cindy um and then there's a uh, dina's one other friend that's pretty much kind of has a thing for her brother the whole time which doesn't really go anywhere but <laughs> it does but it doesn't um i mean it was a it was a good movie overall um there wasn't really anything too scary um if it wasn't for a lot of the swearing and you know there is a there is some gore in it there's there's one part of the movie i was like i really was not expecting them to go that far with a kill um so i mean if it wasn't for the gore and the swearing i would say this is probably a great starter horror movie for for people you know that are kind of introducing horror movies to a younger generation you know a lot of movies that are like gremlins uh a quiet place i would even say is a good one too um, but there's, there's a lot of good, like, starter horror movies. I, I would kind of consider Poltergeist as one, too. There's a lot, there's a little disturbing scenes in that one, but I feel like this one, there's a lot of gore in it and a lot of, you know, swearing in it, where it's like, it's kind of being, it wants to be, a, like, a modern horror movie, but at the same time, Fear Street is kind of based towards, like, teenagers. So you would think that, it, of course, it would be a little bit more adult, but then again, you wouldn't go full adult with it. But they, they kind of did, especially with some of the kills and, you know, they're swearing throughout. Um, but I mean, it was a, it was a pretty good movie. It has, has some references to some old horror movies other than Scream. <laughs> um, but there's a Halloween reference in there at one point. Um, it was a pretty good horror movie, though. Um, they they kind of come up with some 
some weird plans when it comes to uh, trying to figure out why these killers are coming after them and who the killers are. It kind of gets trippy. I don't want to go into there right now because it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of bordering on on spoiler territory, you know. But um, Fear Street 1994. It takes place in 1994 exclusively. It feels like a 90s movie. Um, the rivalry between the towns is set up is, is pretty meh. It, I feel like they could have found a different way around it to get to the main story. Um, the opening credits felt a lot like Trick or Treat, which is one of my favorite horror uh, Halloween movies. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's by, uh, directed by Michael Doherty. Great movie. There's a point where it shows where they kind of find out about the killers that are coming after them because there's like multiple different kinds of killers and killers that are coming after them. Um, and it kind of shows you a montage of all these killers throughout the years. And there's one that's hilarious to me. And I think his name is little, uh, Billy. And it's just like this little tiny kid with a mask on with a bat, just beating someone over the head with it. And I thought that that made me lose it. It was, it was a great part of the movie. I do recommend this movie. It's, it gets a little sluggish at times. The main character is terrible, which I will get into here. Um, this is where I'm kind of going to get into spoiler territory because, you know, it's it's hard to talk about this movie without giving a lot of spoilers. Um, so pretty much anybody that comes across like this witch's burial grounds who touches them, they get the vision of the witch. Um, they end up being tracked. Pretty much all these all these past killers over the years pretty much come back and try to kill the person that is connected to the witch in some way. Um, it reminds me a lot of like it follows is a movie like that where there you know there's something coming after that just keeps coming after you but there is a way to kind of pass it on to somebody else another movie that kind of reminds me of is uh scary stories to tell in the dark which came out here um a couple years ago i think it was 2019 it came out it was another really good movie where it's kind of all these different characters from the book scary stories are kind of coming after these kids one by one in a different way and it kind of reminded me that in a way too so they find out that all these killers, they can't be killed. They, they're coming after this girl that is connected with the witch. And it does so simply by blood. So one of their plans involves like put like cutting her, putting blood in a bucket and then like drawing, like making lines across all these hallways to kind of lead the killers where they want them to lead them to, which is in this, this room that they filled up with like tons of gas um, so they pretty much track all they trap all the killers into this room, which is a pretty cool scene because it's like all these killers chasing after each person and they're leading them into this room and they try blowing them up. And of course, you think it works, but then they go back in the room and then like all the like the, the body parts and blood just kind of starts piling up and forming the killers again, which is a pretty cool scene. And you only really get three killers in this one. You get the the skeleton mask dude looks straight like ghost face if you switch the mask um you get like a friday 13th part two jason kind of with the bag mask and a and an axe over his um which is pretty i would say that's probably my favorite killer in the movie and then you kind of get like a just like a crazy lady with a knife <laughs> which comes after the one dude uh so i mean that plan doesn't work it backfires so they move on and it leads them to like a, you know, they caught to a point where they, the killers, they revive and they come back and they're chasing them and they're kind of trapped in this room and they come to the conclusion where like, all right, we might as well just let 
or you might as well just let this chick die. You know, they're after her. Let her die. That way nobody else has to die. And I mean, that's what they pretty much decide to do at first. You know, they push her out in the hallway and they're like, all right, now, now we're just going to, you know, let it go. And Dina's brother, who is like, he's 1994 and he's in like these online chat rooms that are discussing nothing but the killers and the past of the town and everything so he's trying to kind of figure out a way that we possibly stop this and stop the witch and at the last minute they decide to just all right we can save you now so we're gonna you know rescue her and then that goes to like the last plan of the movie here which they're like in a supermarket which was kind of a kind of cool set piece to be honest in in the movie um i really it kind of was reminiscent of the mall in the beginning where it was like neon lights and stuff in the dark it was really cool um but pretty much they put like they take the chick's blood and make it an x's on all their shirts that way the it'll kind of distract the killers to come after them in the meantime the main girl all she has to do is die pretty much all she has to do to die is die to break the curse and so pretty much what they're going to do is they're going to try to make her OD by taking a lot of pills and then they're going to shoot her with adrenaline once she technically dies to bring her back to life. In the meantime, all these people are running around with their blood, her blood on their shirts to kind of distract the killers. Now, this is where my problem with the movie lies. Not with this scene, but overall the main character, Adina. She is so damn selfish and she worries about herself the whole movie and she only worries about... Oh, I want to be happy with my girlfriend, such and such and such, my significant other, where she doesn't care about anybody else in the movie, even her brother, even her brother, end up getting Simon and the other chick killed in the meantime, during this whole thing, just to save this girl, and then it doesn't even work. So, I mean, all you would have had to do was just push this girl out early in the movie, have her killed, it would have been done with, but now... You have two of your best friends, best friends, you, I mean, you didn't really care about them. You let them die. Your brother almost died just to save your girlfriend. And then that doesn't even work. The plan doesn't even work. So, I mean, this could have been all settled earlier in the movie. And that's why I, just, uh, I don't, I don't hate the actress that plays her. I hate the character because she's just so selfish and she ended up getting her friends killed and just screwing everything up even more, which, oh my God, I was, I was hoping she was going to die in the end. Um, but she does get stabbed, of course, because her friend kind of gets possessed in a way. She's the one that kind of gets turned by the witch. And then she starts trying to kill her best friend and everything. Um, and, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It ends on such a weird note <laughs> where it's like, all right, well, now we're going to go back and tell the story of like 1976 or 1978 that's what i said and i guess the second part is going to be set at like the they kind of reference the the camp in the wood and i'm guessing that's going to have a lot of friday the 13th references in it too um but i mean oh my gosh this movie was okay there wasn't really many scares in it um decent amount of gore i do like the gore in the movie and her friend dying at the end i was very surprised because they kind of like shove her head through like a uh what is it like a a meat saw at a deli or whatever and her head like splits in like four different pieces i was very surprised on that they put that in the movie i don't know it was a good movie overall it's not something that like i would recommend to go in if you're looking for a lot of scares um yeah i would say it's it's if you have a a kid that's like maybe 
13, 14, and he's not in the horror movies or whatever, this would probably be a good starter horror movie. There's nothing too crazy in it. I mean, the one kill is pretty wild, but there's nothing too scary in the movie overall. There's some funny moments in it as well. Um, but I mean, it's overall, it's, it's a movie. I would, I would, I don't know if I would recommend it per se, but I mean, it's a nice, like shut your brain off, watch a movie on like a Sunday night, Saturday night type movie. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm very interested in seeing where they go with the next two. Cause the next one's in 1978 at that camp. And then the other one's in like 1666 where I'm guessing that's where like, they're going back to where the witch started. I'm guessing, but like, I don't know how they're going to make this all connect to the, you know, the 1994 storyline. So I'm guessing it's just going to be coming back to that point, you know, to kind of like, as they're telling these, these past stories, it'll kind of come back to the present of 1994 to see how they're going to save her friend from the witch and everything, which I don't know. I don't know. I'm done with the main character at this point. I, I could care less if she dies. Um, I'll be fine with her girlfriend being the main character going forward, but I do not see that happening. I'm, I'm sure those two are going to be in all of them. But I am planning on doing a review for the second and third parts, so make sure to stay tuned for those. Um, overall, out of 10, I would probably give this one a 5. It's very mediocre. <laughs> it's very mediocre, um, except for a couple of kills and some of like the, the references to old horror movies. Uh, I mean, that first 20 minutes is straight out of Scream. So, I mean, it is what it is. There's a point where... It's, it's cool to have references, but when you're straight taking some scenes straight out of a movie where, I mean, she gets the chick in the beginning gets killed pretty much the same way Drew Barrymore does. Gets chased after and then gets stabbed. I mean, she doesn't get hung up with her entrails hanging out, of course, but it is pretty much leading up to that almost the same thing. Um, but overall, I give it a 5 out of 10. Mm, I could do without, but I'm definitely going to watch parts two and three, and I will put out a review for each one of those. Um, I'll have part two out next week after premieres, and then part three the following week after that one premieres. Um, so until then, make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to stay tuned for the next reviews, and make sure to watch all of our other content on the channel. And uh, I'll see everybody next week.